0: It's time to swing into the golf world of today with Springdale Golf Live. Sponsored by our friends at the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Here's your host, Keith Stewart. Members,
1: friends, and players, good afternoon. Welcome to Springdale Golf Live. I'm Keith Stewart, your host. Thanks for tuning in to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey.
0: This is a story about Billy Joe and Bobby Sue. Two young lovers with nothing better to the house.
1: You can listen anywhere at that 920thejersey.com. Just hit that Listen Live button. And you know what we got on today's show? We got a great man in golf. I'd like to welcome one of golf's most legendary leaders. He's a businessman, a mentor, a player, and most importantly, a friend. Welcome to the show, Mr. Larry Dornish, PGA Head Professional at Mirrorfield Village Golf Club, host of this week's Memorial Tournament. Larry, welcome to Springdale Golf Live, and how are you today?
2: Keith, uh, I couldn't be any better. The sun's shining, and uh, we've got a great event going on, so all looks good.
1: Well, I'll tell you, when I just left the shop there, the coverage had just come on, and it looked fantastic there. It sounds like the shop is busy there. What's going on at Murfield Village this week? What's the atmosphere like?
2: (laughs) I tell you, it's electric. Uh, They're 10, 12 deep at the rope line watching Tiger. Uh, We had a fabulous crowd this morning with Phil out there. Uh, we've got a great event. Tiger just made a birdie to get to two under out on number seven. I can almost hear the roars back here at the clubhouse. It's, uh, it's really cool. And, the, uh, both seven, eight, and nine are all just, uh, Lined with people here, uh, it just couldn't be a better scene.
1: Well, I tell you, it, we'll get to Tiger in a minute, but you've got some really fun people on this leaderboard right now. You've got Ricky Fowler had a great round this morning, shot sixty-eight. Jordan Spieth is out there; he shot six under yesterday, and then today he's one under through eight. Um, tell me about how this field is shaping up, and uh, you know, it just, how, how's it going?
2: It's going really well. Yeah, uh, the golf course is a real challenge. It's amazing this year how many times it's produced some big numbers out there. Uh, Scott Stallings had a 7-under playing 18 yesterday and made a quad. Uh, Rory McIlroy, a a very hittable par 5. You can usually get home in two. He made a double there yesterday. So what's surprising to me is how many big numbers we're having out there. But we got a tremendous leaderboard. Uh, The golf course is just perfect. Uh, you know, it's a uh, little soft. We've had some rain earlier in the week. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, playing, the, they're just shooting darts out there. But the the tour's giving us some really uh, challenging pin placements. It's uh, pretty cool to watch.
1: You know, and speaking of watching, I'm looking at this leaderboard, and right there in the top three, we've got Bud Cawley, and what a tremendous story that is. Uh, you know, a year ago removed from the car accident, and then he's back here at the Memorial playing well. What is the following like, and what's the story like surrounding him?
2: Well, he's such a popular guy, and uh, we gave him an exemption to get in this year, and uh, he's taken full advantage of it. and Yeah. Really nice guy it was a terrible thing that happened last year um, and i can uh, I was there not at, long after the accident. Uh, I'm surprised the young man is as healthy as he is, but he looks great, feels great, uh, and he's swinging really well and he he may be better off uh, his game may be better further along this year than it was uh, last year at the same time.
1: Well, I think you're right. I think he's taken full advantage, advantage of that sponsor's exemption, which is cool. And and speaking of someone now who doesn't need any sponsor's exemptions, and that's Tiger. Tiger's back, and you know, you have hosted this tournament every year since Tiger's been there, right? And he's won it five times. What's it right. like, what's it like having Tiger in the field versus not having Tiger in the field? Uh
2: it's it's really the excitement level is just different. Uh you know, everybody respects a you know, Columbus is a great sports town. Uh, they really know the game. They know their athletes. Uh, you know, they come out and they enjoy watching the, all the players. Uh, but there's something about Tiger. And when he gets that kind of, you know, head up and looking straight ahead and, and walking fast, uh, you know, kind of everybody's cheering, it's it's really pretty cool. It's just an unimaginable scene. And, uh you know, uh, like I say, we would have had a great event without him, but now we've got a, a really special event with him.
1: Well, you know what? He positioned himself nicely yesterday. Probably could have, could have gotten a little more out of that round, but two under was fine. And, you know, this today he's out there. He's even through seven. And, you know, he, he he's getting ready to do some magic. I can just feel it. And, and I'm excited yeah, I'm- for the tournament.
2: Well, you know, we sort of feel it, too. I mean, I know, you know, he played well at Augusta, obviously, uh, took a long time off, you know, did not do as well as he would have liked at Beth Page. And I think he's really determined to, uh, you know, play well this week and and, uh, show uh, himself or get the confidence he needs to, you know, go on to the U.S. Open at Pebble, one of his favorite courses.
1: Well, I tell you, talk about favorite courses, the Memorial or Mirfield Village there has always been one of those places where there's horses for courses. And, you know, some of the names that are up there are just consistently there all the time. And, you know, Tiger having won there five times, it it wouldn't surprise me come Sunday that, you know, if he's not near the top of the leaderboard, he probably squeaks into a top 10 and gets himself really prepared for uh, two weeks out at the U.S. Open.
2: Yeah, I mean our fairways here are fairly wide, and you know so he and he doesn't really need driver. Uh, we were talking the other day. I don't think he'll probably hit driver on more than you know four or five holes. Uh, he doesn't swing as hard because distance isn't really a prerequisite here. So he puts the ball in the fairway, and you know I think he could be you know maybe the best iron player you know ever to play the game. Uh, and he's you know when he gets them dialed in and he gets uh, seeing a couple of putts roll in the hole. I, I feel there's going to be some low scores in there.
1: I I think you're absolutely right. And, folks, we're on the line here with Larry Dornish, and he is the PGA head professional out at Muirfield Village Golf Club, and also on the 2005 and 2010 President's Council for Growing the Game. And I want to shift gears here and pivot for a second, because Muirfield Village has been a vanguard leader in growing the game of golf. And I just want to know, what are you and Jack and the staff there getting prepared to do in 2019 to get more people engaged in golf?
2: Well, it's really kind of fun because uh, we have a wonderful platform here uh, between the association, uh, obviously, of our founder, Jack Nicholas, the Memorial Tournament, and the club itself. Uh, We have a a wonderful platform to to go out and talk about everything from, you know, first tee to junior golf uh, to, uh, you know, um, uh, junior league golf, uh, whatever. So, I mean, we're hosting the – Southern Ohio PGA Junior Tour, which we've done now for eight straight years. Uh, We're going to host the championship here the last week in July. Uh, The participation in that tour goes up by almost 20% uh, when the championship is held here at Muirfield. So uh, we do everything we can for not only junior golf, but golf in general. Uh, We've got putting contests. We've got simulators out there this week. Uh, Just a lot of really cool things. Uh, that you know, we try to uh, and a lot of initiatives uh, to try and get people introduced and, and engaged in the game.
1: And from what I'm told you've got milkshakes. Lots and lots of <laughs> milkshakes.
2: Yeah and they're the best. I mean it's really funny to see the players and we had our pro-am on uh, Wednesday and every pro-am participant stood in line and uh, waited for uh, his turn to get a milkshake and uh yeah so it's uh, it's pretty special they're really good you're gonna have to come try one someday
1: I'd, you know what um I'd, I'd be happy to do that have clubs and i will travel so uh, all right l- let's get back to the founder jack nicholas right so you've known jack for decades and you know in your opinion and from your perspective how has jack changed um on attracting new golfers over the years you know he always seems to be one of these very forward thinkers, but I bet even his perspective has changed over the decades that you've known him, right? What have you seen the most lately that has, it has changed in Jack's mind and, and what's he speaking to for everyone? Cause this is his week to talk to the golfing world. You know, what's his message this week?
2: Well, it's really interesting. We had the, uh, uh Pres- our captain's club meeting here earlier in the week. Uh, you know, most of the things he's trying to do is, uh, Uh, make the game so that people have fun. Uh, You know, so we work a lot on uh, how do you have a good time out there playing, and we've experimented with everything from 12-hole golf courses to forward tees uh, to larger cups. Uh, You know, we just try everything we can uh, and see how people like and get feedback, and we talk about it. Uh, We talk about, you know, making golf courses aesthetically pleasing. You know, when people go out and play golf, uh, you know they they do the shot values are obviously important but you know if they go out there and the golf course is aesthetically pleasing uh, and they have a great time uh, you know they they'll want to come back and play some more uh, so we work really hard at uh, trying to figure out how to get uh, some of these millennials which I, I think they're, they're going to uh, use the game differently but they certainly do play golf and they certainly enjoy it uh, they just do it in a slightly different you know maybe non-traditional way and uh you know, for example, here we've recently changed our rules. Uh, we used to have rules that the members had to uh, take a caddy until four o'clock. Uh, we're a walking only club. We now allow our members to carry their clubs anytime they want to, and we've got a very small group. But uh, you know, they wouldn't play as much if they didn't have the opportunity to come out on a Saturday morning and throw their clubs over their shoulder and go out and play, and that. You know, a lot of clubs will go. Boy, how do you allow that? And why do you do it? Well, you know, it's it's uh, you know it's just anything we can do to get better access to the game and get people out playing and having fun.
1: Well, I tell you, at some point, I would love to be sitting in a meeting where Jack Nicholas says, "You know what? We should make the cup larger." You know, we yeah. should make the hole. larger. I mean, what is that experience like when you have the golf's greatest champion? right at every level you know jack is definitely the, the most successful golfer of all time and you sit in a meeting with a guy whose whole career is built on the tradition and the history of the game and then he says you know what let's all play 100 yards closer and make the cup twice as big what is that experience like
2: uh it's pretty cool cuz as you said he's a very forward thinker i, I he always you know uh, amazes me we'll go out and we'll look at something and he'll say let's change this or let's try that or let's do this And you kind of go like, yeah, okay, you know, you do it somewhat reluctantly. And then when you're done, you go like, wow, that's really cool. So, I mean, he's just, uh, uh, he comes up, he's always thinking about the ways to, you know, have more fun. I mean, we went out, we talk about everything from, you know, fairway mow height to, you know, the the driving range height to speed of greens. I mean, we've gotten out of this contest of trying to see how firm and fast we can make our greens. I mean, we're satisfied every day with the firmness and the speeds that we create. And, you know, we don't feel like we have to be, you know, super fast and, you know, trying to compete with everybody in town. So it's really pretty interesting perspective. And as you said, he's a very forward thinker. He's always trying to think of ways to, you know, attract and and retain and, and have people enjoy the game.
1: Well, you know what? And folks, we're here on the line with Larry Dornish. And Larry is the head golf professional out at Muirfield Village. And he's also a three time section award winner uh, there in the Southern Ohio section. I think he got one back in Florida, too, at one point. And he is. Also hosting the Memorial Tournament this week for the PGA Tour, and as our guests, one of the fun things we love to do on Springdale Golf Live, and you and I are friends, so uh, I know you'll take this with a grain of salt. But we love to do a little rapid fire Q and A with our guests. And before our time runs out, I want to uh, throw a couple questions by your way so that my listeners can get to know more about the man that is hosting the tournament this week in conjunction with Mr. Nicholas. So, you up for this?
2: Uh, yeah, I actually saw this, so I thought it was very intriguing, was like, so I can't wait.
1: All right, well, here we go. Rapid-fire Q&A coming your way there, Mr. Dornish. Do you have any pets, yes or no? Yes. W- what is the pet?
2: Oh, okay. I've got, uh, uh, let me say, I've got two horses, five cats, and two dogs.
1: Oh, jeez. And <laughs> a partridge and a pear tree. Perfect. Yeah. Would you rather win an Oscar or a Grammy? Uh Oscar. If you could add one person to Mount Rushmore, who would it be? Bob Ross from Baldess Golf Club. Oh, great answer. Favorite Jack Nicholas win? Uh,
2: I would say uh, the 86 Masters still would be the best.
1: How do you like your steak cooked?
2: Uh, medium.
1: On a scale of 1 to 10, rate your dancing? Uh, 2.
2: What makes is this before drinks or after drinks?
1: <laughs> Anytime you like, but I'll, we're sticking with two. All right. What, make, okay. what makes you smile?
2: What makes me smile? Thinking about my kids. I love my boys. I miss them. And any day I can uh, talk to one of them on the phone, brings a smile
1: to my face. What is better than a Muirfield Village milkshake?
2: Uh, absolutely nothing except popcorn. I love popcorn and bacon.
1: Oh, bacon. All right. That, my man. We...
2: we we have the best bacon in the country right here, and uh, it's almost a joke. I had a, was out uh, here having dinner the other night sitting with Jack, and they brought me my dessert, which was some ice cream with a piece of bacon on it.
1: Oh, now I'm definitely coming to visit you, because I love bacon, for sure. Uh, it's a food group in my mind. All right, one more question. When you hear the word mentor, who is the first person that comes to mind?
2: Uh, a fellow named Jack McGregor. He was actually a member at the Philadelphia Cricket Club when i went there and uh, when i was 17 years of age and believe it or not tomorrow is his 87th birthday and we've been friends for almost 50 years
1: well you know what we might we might have to call up jim smith jr and make sure that we wish mr mcgregor a happy birthday tomorrow for sure
2: well he now lives in jackson Hole, wyoming with his family and uh and he's still very active it's uh, and he's one of the Uh, great people uh, that I've ever met.
1: Well, you know what? Speaking of great people, Larry Dornish, you are definitely one of them in golf. And I can't thank you enough during this very busy week when you're hosting the Memorial Tournament for coming on Springdale Golf Live. You're a true friend in the Leadership Club. I really appreciate you being here.
2: Well, Keith, I can't get over. You're a very innovative guy. You do a fabulous job. And uh, guys like you are what challenge me uh, to get better every day. So I really appreciate our friendship.
1: Oh geez, Larry! Have a great tournament. Who's going to win this weekend? Who's your pick?
2: Uh, I'll tell you what. I'm going to go with Patrick Cantley.
1: Oh, I you know I have my eyes on him. Yeah, when I when I did my DraftKings earlier in the week, I, I definitely have Cantley on my team. So I think that that's a very astute pick. And coming, yeah, time,
2: I think he's, I think he's ready.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're right. He's been playing really good lately. Well, Larry, have a wonderful tournament this weekend, and I'll talk to you soon.
2: All right, Keith. Thank you very much.
1: Well, there we go, folks. The man that is running the Memorial Tournament, Mr. Larry Dornish. right? He's just checking in with us. Very busy week for him. Happy to have him. And, of course, a little music there. Song of the Week, Take the Money and Run. Somebody at Memorial just might as well. And a little inside joke there between me and Larry. It's 3.15 p.m. here in Princeton and 2.15 p.m. out for our friends at the Memorial. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. We'll be back after this.
0: The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the NJPGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf with a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming under the guidance of PGA professionals, so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support the NJGF or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org. That's njgolffoundation.org. Springdale Golf Club members have been enjoying
1: a club that's been a part of the Princeton community for nearly 125 years with the best golf and social experience in our region. But did you know about the benefits that extend beyond the boundaries of the club through its agreement with Troon Purvey, the private club operating division of Troon Golf Management? Springdale's historical significance, William Flynn design, with challenging greens, blended with a dedicated team of associates, now combined with Troon's operational expertise, are taking the club to the next level in commitment to the member experience. Just announced is a significant expansion of the Troon Purvey Privileges Program. This Vanguard service initiative includes enhanced golf and lifestyle benefits that extend far beyond the fairways. For more information about the club and all of the amazing fun things we have planned for 2019 and beyond, please take a moment and visit our website at wwwspringdalegcorg forward slash or call 855-255-1265.
0: Let's get back on course as Springdale Golf Live continues on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Once again, Keith Stewart.
1: Well, welcome back to Springdale Golf Live. I'm Keith Stewart, and you're listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Little Rascal Flats on a Friday afternoon. Turn it up, Joe. So, why Rascal Flats for the second song of the week? Well, Rascal Flats started in Columbus, Ohio, which is home to your memorial tournament this week. Just a little trivia there, a little music trivia for you. You know, every time I think of that song, I think of uh, when my daughter was born. And uh, I have two kids. Uh, I have an 11 year old son named Owen, and I have a nine year old daughter named Abby or Abigail, or her nickname is the Duchess, which is a story for another day. But when Abby was born, uh, I-, I spent Countless hours of the day watching the movie Cars, which is uh, Rascal Flatts put that movie uh, put that song together for that soundtrack. Life is a highway, and uh, I can just remember watching that movie so much. It's uh, it takes me back there, and it's fun to put it on because you know they're from Columbus. And when I looked that up online, and uh, our 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 crack stat team here and and uh, trivia team here at Fox Sports, uh, they uh, they let us know that uh, you know we could use that song for the week and I tell you, you know, it, it brings me back to a very fond memory. And you know what? Speaking of fond memories, I'm going to always have fond memories of that interview with Larry Dornish. I mean, Larry is just a legend in the game. He's been a PGA professional for a long time, and he's been there, partnered with Jack Nicholas forever, which tells you what kind of guy he is, because, you know, everyone looks up to Jack Nicholas as one of those people, as a family man, as a father, as a husband, as a champion, as an innovator. You know, they, we all look to him in golf as one of those patriarchs of the game and for Larry to be partners with him for like I said for decades I think they met so Larry was the pro down at lost tree in Florida and uh, the Nicholas family were members there and that's when when um, Jack started to put together the genesis of Muirfield Village uh, he eventually brought Larry up there to run the place and they, and they like I said they've been together forever and they've been a tremendous team and um, you know their their life is a highway that runs together it's 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 two side-by-side lanes, Jack Nicholas and Larry Dornish. And if you hadn't heard that name before, um, you know, you know it now. And I tell you, we're all better for having talked to Larry because he is just one of the best in the golf industry. And I can't thank him enough for coming on today. And, you know, one of the other things I'm thankful for this week is that we start kind of the USGA championship season. A couple weeks ago, they had the U.S. Women's Senior Open. But of the big three, the Women's Open, the Senior Open and the Men's Open, you know, the First big of the big three kick off this week, and that is the U.S. Women's Open, and they're down there at the uh, Country Club of Charleston. And you know the women are in the middle of round two, and we have we have some we have some really really interesting um, storylines coming out of this. But some of the ones that I want to talk about first are. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Megagani, who's from Homedale, New Jersey. We talked to her coach, uh, Katie Rudolph, a couple weeks ago, who's from the First Tee Metropolitan New York, and she's down there with her in Charleston. And Mega, she had she had a tough day yesterday. She shot ten over. She shot eighty one. But today she came back. She played this morning. She had a one over. Par 72, and she's 11 over for the tournament, so she probably won't make the cut. But she's 15 years old, and she just shot 72. 72, Joe. 72. Uh, 15 years old. That is incredible. Homedale, New Jersey. 72. She shot one over par. Fantastic. My goal at 15 was to eat 72 burritos, but you know, making shots, that's pretty cool too. Well, I tell you, you know what? Save that for July 4th in like one of those eating contests, Joe. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. All right, fair <laughs> enough. All right, but no. Getting back to the U.S. Women's Open, you know, I, I think it's just it's just such a tremendous time in women's golf. I mean, there's so much going on between the U.S. Op- U.S. Women's Open this week. I mean, listen to the listen to what's going on with this field and what women's golf in there. One of their largest championships in the world is put together. You've got 156 women in this field, and they had over 1,500 entries just to get into the field. In the field of 150. They have 25 USGA champions. So someone that's won either like a girls junior or a women's am or uh, they have 12 winners of the women's US Open. They have 29 countries represented, and of the 156, only 56 are from the USA. So it's kind of cool. There's 20, 21 from the, the Republic of Korea, and I mean there's people from all over the place. It's it's really pretty cool. I I think that um, what's significant about this venue, the Country Club of Charleston, which is a Seth Rayner design, and they could play this thing out anywhere from like 6,300 to 6,400 yards, and it's a par 71. They have they they hosted the US Women's Amateur in 2013 and there's 19 players in the field who played in the Women's Am in 2013 who are now playing this week in the Women's Open 6 years later which I think is kind of cool for those uh, 19 players and one of them is Emma Talley who won the US Am back then in 2013 and she's playing this week and they've had all sorts of great multimedia coverage and videos and get to know the players and the one thing I love about the LPGA that the PGA Tour could take note of, and, and don't get me wrong, they do this very well. They do it like an A-, but the LPGA does this like an A+, is that all of their players are all in. Their cards, their chips, they're all in the middle of the table. They're all about the LPGA. They're all about what they're up to and what they're doing. And I, I think it's tremendous, the message that they put out for women's golf. Because at the end of the day, I say this at the club all the time, I got enough middle-aged men playing golf. Right, And don't get me wrong, I would love to have more, and I love that they're happy and that, and that they're all having a Springdale day. But at the end of the day, we need more families, we need more kids, we need more women playing the game. So I think a championship like this is something that really, really needs to be celebrated. Two more quick facts about this field. Youngest player in the field isn't Megagani at 15. It's a young woman named Alexa Pano from Florida. She's 14. And the oldest player is Laura Davies, who's a past champion. She's 55. You got 28 amateurs in the field. I mean, this is just unbelievable. The uh, New Jersey's own, Marina Alex. She's out on the golf course right now. She's two over on her front nine, but she's only plus three for the tournament. She's probably uh, in position, if she continues to play well like she is, uh, to make the cut, which is great. New Jersey's own Marina Alex, and she was on the show back in September when she won for her first time on the LPGA Tour. So it's great to see her playing well. And Jen Cupcho, Maria Fossey, some of these young names that came out of the Augusta Women's uh, Amateur Tournament, um, they're both playing well. They're both out on the golf course right now in the same group. Cupcho um, is even. For the tournament, Fossies plus two. She just came off an NCAA individual title. Uh, really, a lot of great storylines at the U.S. Women's Open, but really just a lot of great storylines in women's golf right now. Because this week, June 4th, or the month of June, is Women's Golf Month, but Women's Golf Day specifically is June 4th. And, you know, We thought that that was kind of a cool thing at Springdale, so we moved our Ladies' Day, which is usually on a Thursday, over to Tuesday. So the the ladies are going to be playing this Tuesday, June 4th, celebrating uh, Women's Golf Day. Not only that, but you have our... Management company Troon, who's all over the globe. They're planning a special events everywhere. I I, I I stopped counting on their website the number of things they listed that they're trying to do to celebrate Women's Golf Day on June fourth and in the month of June. It's their fifth year. Giving support to this event, and you know, congratulations and kudos to Troon for all the work that they're doing in trying to promote Women's Golf Day. The uh, I mean, Springdale itself. So just we as a Troon facility in June alone, which is Women's Golf Month, we have the Women's Member Guest on June 11th, which is our premier kind of member and guest event of the year uh, theme this year's flower power can't wait um, we're gonna have a really fun day planned for the ladies on June 11th we have our women's senior championship coming up at, near the end of the month and then we have our women's club championship that starts on June 22nd and I know I know Donna Young who is going for her third club championship title in a row uh, just an unbelievable woman player here in the state two-time amateur champ 23 time um, club champion uh, and I know that you know Jen green's working on her game because she's won three titles and uh, in in this decade alone between uh, if if your name's not Jen or Donna I don't think you've won a women's club championship at the club so we can't wait to see them square off and you know our junior program has created so many great young female players we have last year's club champion Eden Richmond and you know she's a fantastic player she's been away uh, down in Florida at uh, Golf Academy she's coming back soon and Caroline Tomasi who you know congratulations to Caroline she's a friend of the show she was on last year she played in the AJJA event at Springdale, and she was just named a second-team all-conference for the Colonial Valley Conference for playing for Hopewell Valley High School. And that's not a boys' or a girls' team, it's just a team. So, she plays second on that team behind Luke Wittenborn, and uh, she's fantastic. Second-team all-conference. So, I mean, look at all this great thing, these great things we have to celebrate for Women's Golf Month, not only with Troon, but with Springdale, and just in general. So, I'm looking forward to June 4th and hosting Ladies' Day. I'll be out there uh, making sure all the ladies are having and their Springdale Day, and I, I can't wait to do all of that. Um, as we count down here towards the end of the show, I know that uh, I, I would be remiss if I had. I don't mention a couple more things. First of all, you know, folks, I'm going to post this show tonight at some point, uh, once I get the recording from Joey across here at the board. You will get it from me, don't worry. All right. I have, I have no doubts. And uh, we'll post it tonight on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Sprecher. I mean, we're, we're everywhere. You just uh, find your favorite app and you download the show, and you can listen to my interview with Larry and, and uh, certainly all of our talk here about how great women's golf is doing these days. And uh, social media. Uh, A lot of great feedback last week on the Old Town Road, the uh, Brooks Kepka singing. Yes, it was an honor to record that with you, yeah, Keith. Yeah, well, you know what? Um, I'm, I'm glad that uh, someone considered that an honor. So, But, you know, hit me up on age at KJPGA. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. We're always putting show content up there. Um, our interview with Dr. Brett McCabe was awesome last week. And there'll be some Larry content, too, coming. Um, oh, jeez, here we go. <laughs> About 30 seconds to go here, so we got to hit up our sponsors. Thanks so much to the New Jersey Golf Foundation, Summit Golf Brands, and FH Wadsworth. Of course, Troon and Springdale Golf Club for all of their support. Joey on the board, doing a tremendous job. No problem. All right. Well, you know what, folks? I'd like to thank my listeners. Good luck to everyone this weekend in Princeton with the traffic for reunions weekend. And all those having reunions, make it safe, make it fun. You know what, folks? I'm heading back to Springdale. But where are you headed? We'll let the tower be your guide. And from Manhattan to Muirfield Village, and, of course, everywhere online. Now you all have a Springdale day. been listening to Springdale day.
0: Golf Live with Keith Stewart. Keith returns to the tee next Friday afternoon at 3 on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. We now return you to our regularly scheduled National Fox Sports 920 The Jersey programming already in progress.